Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you're listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it and always some education along the way. Good morning world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. So I'm going to get a little real here. I, I had a bit of an incident last week and I always, I have a little trouble sometimes with this podcast, walking that line of telling you what's going on with my life, but making sure that I'm speaking to you as an audience and can relate. So when I share things with you, it's because I hope you can relate and perhaps I can give you some feedback or things that are working for situations in my life. Um, so I trust that that's how you take this because I'm going to tell you about, uh, unfortunately something kind of harsh that happened last week and it's around stress. So if you are a person that is struggling with stress and sleep, maybe even chronic pain, for my regular listeners, you know I have fibromyalgia. It is quite acute and I spent the last three years learning to be a lot more higher functioning and getting my health and wellness under control. I have had some uh, clearing done in my life that it got, got rid of some depression type sadness that was requiring medication to keep it regulated. However, I'm still finding at times that my anxiety levels get a little high and it's tax season for me and my other business. And I'm not going to lie, I, I've got too much on my plate and I'm doing things I really don't enjoy doing. So as much as I talk on this podcast about, you know, not living in regret, I am the first to admit that I am still t- unfortunately taking on things and I'm just a little unsure that they're the right choices for me right now. But you know what? In a couple of months, my commitments will be over and I'll be able to stand back and, and say, hey, do I want to continue on with some of these things or not? Uh, so that's kind of helped my, actually it was a you know, dear friend. I put you, you know, I know I talk about Birta on my, on my podcast. She listens to my podcast, so <laughs> unfortunately she has to listen about herself. But she gives me great advice. And when I was struggling last week saying, you know, I'm feeling guilty and what do I do? I'm not working with my coach. I'm not moving forward with my other plans. And she said, you know what? Just get through tax season and in April and May, you are going to have a whole new lease on life and this is this stuff will all make sense to you at the t- when that time comes. And I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I can do that because this problem with anxiety is a good portion of it is built up in your mind. So unfortunately, our, our, we get overwhelmed. Our cortisol levels get way too high. We get into that fight or flight mode of stress um, drains our adrenal glands. It is, and you know, stress is killing us in North America, just killing us as a nation. And there's two nations. I talk about Canada, United States quite kind of conglomerately because I live on the 49th parallel and we have very similar cultures in a lot of ways. And it is very detrimental to me. Stress, unfortunately, with fibromyalgia, that is just like poison for my body. But unfortunately, not only have I got a little too much stress in my life, my anxiety levels were compounding it. In other words, I was making a mountain out of a molehill, as the expression goes. So this is what happened last Wednesday. I had an actual full-on anxiety breakdown. I have not had one of those in about a year. And unfortunately, it's a little bit like a wheel or a snowball going down a mountainside where it gains momentum. And my husband was traveling, the poor man, I swear I break down every time that man walks out the front door. And uh, although in my mind, I'm glad he was gone. He didn't need to witness this. He was there for me on the phone and and helping as best he could. But honestly, it's, gets a, bit, it's a bit embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. People usually consider me fairly strong and stable and grounded. But you know what? We all have issues and nobody lives a perfect Facebook life, okay? And for me, anxiety has been something that I've had to deal with the last two years. 
I didn't notice it so much in my prior life. I always was fairly high functioning, um, but of course I burnt myself out. But I always felt I was more depression oriented and that's what I was dealing with a lot of my life, medication, diet, that sort of thing. And I think I spoke last week on uh, downloading that uh, relaxation uh, audio for um, uh, creating better serotonin levels in your brain. Well, this all kind of came in the same couple of days, okay guys? So this happened on Wednesday. And by Wednesday afternoon, I listened to this music and got my serotonin levels up higher and was feeling a lot less stressed. And then it went out in the evening. I podcasted how amazing I felt. And I did for about four or five hours. Then I crashed. And I went out to uh, take my dog to the vet. Uh, She had to have stitches, um, a stint removed from an operation she had a couple of weeks ago. And whatever happened on that, I started dwelling again. I was mad at my husband. And I escalated again. And in, in other words, I spiraled. So the anxiety escalates, but you kind of spiral into a pit. Luckily, no, sorry, let me, I'll get to that in just a minute. My reaction to that when I got home, because I literally couldn't breathe, I was hyperventilating. I took a drug that I swore I was never going to try again. A doctor gave it to me a year ago when I was seeking some help with some counseling. And they stuck, they gave me this prescription for a drug called Seroquel. It is nasty crap. Okay. It is just nasty. And when I took it a year ago, not realizing what it was, I didn't do the research first. Um, it kind of made me a drooling idiot. It was, it's just sort of, it's supposed to, you know, level you out, but it's doing it chemically and artificially. And unfortunately it just makes me so sleepy. I just can't get anything accomplished. So I took a pill, a Seroquel pill that evening and slept for basically 24 hours. I basically got up enough to let the dog out to go to the washroom and feed the animals. And I was good for nothing until Thursday night. Then I started to kind of come out of it, um, had to go see my girlfriend who was looking for some work that day and I really just couldn't pull my crap together. So I went over in the afternoon and she didn't need quite what she thought I she needed in such a hurry. So we had a conversation and she said, Shelly, come with me tomorrow and let's do a float tank. Now this was kind of interesting because I had just received an email in my inbox from Dr. Axe. I follow him on, um, on uh, sorry, uh, YouTube videos in his, in his website. And he had sent an email about, a couple of weeks about, ago about deprivation tanks. And I'd saved it. I, it was kind of in my spam, but I saved that one. I thought, I, I need to look into that. Brenda has been, my girlfriend Brenda has been going to these float tanks for the last uh, couple months. And has just been raving about it. She has Lyme disease and unfortunately has dealt with it a, most of her adult life. And she was struggling with some things. So she, like I, we are very proactive women and very proactive individuals. We do a lot of uh, healing modalities and we eat very, very well. And we're very conscious of a lot of things in our health and our wellness. But she really just wasn't feeling on top of it. And she was really struggling with body pain and with her sleeping lately. Anyways, off she went and is, you know, has been inviting me. And I'm like, no, no. And evenings are tough. I don't want to go out in the evenings. I'm tired. I said, okay, you know what? I'll come with you tomorrow. In fact, my anxiety levels were so high that I had to cancel my monthly massage that I do with one of my uh, caregivers who does a fibro uh, lymphatic drain massage on me once a month to kind of keep my fibro, kind of keep that hands on. Touch is very important, people. Uh, it is very important to our psyche. Um, we, If you're touched right, touching is good. Contact, physical contact. We're energetic beings and basically you're just transferring energy from one of you to the other. So touch, is, I find, is very good. And for me, it's very necessary because my love language is touch. Um, 
like it truly, really, truly is. A lot of people sometimes confuse that with just liking romance stuff, but no, I actually become very emotionally starved if I am literally not touched. I'm a hugger and uh, it really has nothing to do with your sexuality or sex. It's just about physical contact. In fact, just on a little segue, I my granddaughter's six years of age now and, and uh, we talk about a lot of stuff and her love language is quality time. And I had to explain to her when she got about four that grandma's love language was different and then what hers was and why she loved what grandma did with her, but the grandma really needed her hug when she walked in the front door because as she got past the age of two, that cuddliness went away for her and she wasn't a real cuddler. And she really had no interest in, in hugging you hello or anything. She was like, oh, hi, Grandma. I mean, she loves me, but that's not her first go-to. She's just excited to be there with me. And as she grabs my hand and let's go play. So it was very interesting having a six-year-old understand. She kind of looks at me and it was like, oh, okay. So she always gives Grandma these huge, big, big hugs because she knows I need them. And Grandma, in turn, of course, plays with her and we have adventures because she needs them. So it's very important to understand that about yourself and the people around you. It really can help your relationships. Anyways, back on track. So touch for me is very important. But at the same token, um, my world is feeling very overwhelmed. Unfortunately, with my fibro now, I find uh, social function thing and things like that. People around me, that can be very overwhelming for me. I start feeling very anxious. I get very exhausted by too much interaction. And it's a real shame because I've always been such a people person. So that part of changing my personality and my health was very troubling for me at first until I started to accept it and manage it. So I, I manage my social endeavors now. Sorry, my chair is squeaking. So if you're hearing that in the background, I apologize for that. Um, so my girlfriend invited me to do this and I'm a big believer in these types of things. We are energetic. I try lots of healing modalities. I'm a, I love the biofeedback. She used to, she's a person that does this thing called bars and she used to run my bars and that really was a saving grace for me four or five years ago. Got me through a lot of end of uh, a big contract and, and, and in the beginning of my disease, uh, she was there for me and helping with a lot of that. And it really was a huge awakening for me and it helped with a lot of healing. But now, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this and it's like, you know, what next? So I'm a person that has a ton of mind chatter. Uh, so if you are like that and you're also working in a very high stress job or you just got to stress, you know, I can't imagine anyone nowadays not having a, you know, somewhat of a stressful life, especially my listeners that live in the lower mainland. Uh, Vancouver is a very expensive place to live. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now with everything with uh, immigration and, and, and politics. We're bombarded with all this stuff and all this negative on the, on the TV and on Facebook and on the um, CNN sites. It, it can be very, very overwhelming. These things, just so you know, are all playing a huge part in your subconscious and your stress levels. So if I manage, and I, I treat it quite clinically, when I was going through it last week, I was just beyond myself. And then you start feeling a little suicidal, to be perfectly honest. You just start feeling like, you know, what am I here for? I just, I'm tired of living. I'm just tired of carrying on because you just feel so overwhelmed. So what's happening in the background is just your serotonin levels are too low and your cortisol levels are way too high. And basically, if you can just look at it that way, you need to find a solution to that. Sensory deprivation tanks, and I'm going to read a little bit of what Dr. Axe has on his website because he actually makes some great points here. Uh, I read it quickly before I, I decided to podcast. And he was talking exactly about the chemistry that happens with this. 
Now, I was a little worried about claustrophobia, and my girlfriend is claustrophobic, and so is my husband, and I'd like to take him, so it was kind of interesting. She's had some sessions where the 90 minutes goes by really quickly, and other times when she swears it feels like five hours. Her first um, float, she had to crack the door, and she was just she was just very conscious of that feeling. I was not. I was a little worried going in, but once I got in, are you kidding me? It was like a dream come true. Being in salty water that you float effortlessly so there's literally no stress on the body and epsom salts by the way are incredibly beneficial to your body you're filling uh they're you're absorbing the magnesium so a lot of my leg aching and stuff stops so it's wonderful for people with chronic pain lyme fibromyalgia lupus things like that and anybody with very high stress and anxiety these things are just wonderful. But for me, uh, getting into that water that's right at skin temperature, in fact, I actually had them put it one degree warmer. They usually do 95, I did 96, and I'm glad I did. I, I, even at that, I had a few moments where I was thinking, I'm going to get chilly, but it just never happened. You really actually barely feel the water because it is at skin temperature. And it is pitch black. Now, I did have music playing. Now, you do have earplugs in your ears because of the Epsom salts. Um, but you can hear this in the background. And I had them play music, spa-like music, that is very similar to the biofeedback music, that type of brainwave music that builds serotonin levels. I prefer that, but some people just need complete silence and complete blackness. And being alone in there with nobody talking to me, making a demand on me, there wasn't going to be a text, there wasn't going to be, hey, Shelly, nothing was like a gift from God. I'm not going to lie. To me, you could have just left me there. If I could just arrive at 11 o'clock at night and sleep there until 7 in the morning, I think I'd be a pretty much happy camper. Um, in fact, I was telling one of the kids in the neighborhood, one of my good friends stopped and his son was there and he goes, hey, Annie Shelley. And he says, you know, they asked what, you know, how things are going. And I said, guess what I tried yesterday? I tried a deprivation tank. And my little buddy looks at me and he goes, what's that? I says, okay, so do you remember... Um, uh, Oh, stupid. Uh, Daredevil, the movie Daredevil, because he watches all the Marvel stuff. And he's like, yeah. I said, so you know how Daredevil slept in that tank at night with the water? He goes, I said, that's a deprivation tank. Because remember, he could hear everything. He had heightened senses. So it kind of made sense to a, you know, 12-year-old kid. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, Annie Shelley went in one of those. And I have to say, I'll be going back on Monday with my girlfriend. It was, I walked out of there almost manic. I was so up. I literally was so up after being 24, 48 hours earlier, being so in the toilet, it was like being on a high. But that sense, and the 90 minutes went by for me so fast. I was so choked when it was over. It's like, can I do it again? And I think I might actually, uh, in the near future, try and do a back-to-back three-hour float. Um, that might be a little much. It might have been went really past, fast because I had been in such a high state of anxiety and my cortisol levels were so high that my body just breathed this huge sigh of relief. I'm really, honestly, I'm not sure. But anyways, these float tanks, if you uh, live in a major metropolitan area, they, in North America, they're becoming very popular. There's hundreds of, the, of them around now. Uh, the one I went to was called Float House and it's a franchise. Um... Something else is just called Float, I think. I think it was one of the first ones in Vancouver. Anyways, if you're in North America, try Groupon for sure because you can get a float for 30 bucks. Usually there's an introductory offer of $39. A float's usually 75 unless you have a monthly membership and they do that to kind of, so you're coming regularly and can keep the costs down. So they really do kind of work with you. I thought it was pretty amazing value considering the cost that must be involved actually in the in, uh, investment in these tanks. 
I mean, they're quite, you, you walk into your own private room, at least at Float House you do, very spa, everything is very professional and very beautiful there. Beautiful sitting area, have a cup of herbal tea, everything's white on white, um, light greens and blues, you know, very aquatic, very calming. They have everything you need, creams, lotions, potions, blow dryers, bathrooms, everything you need, robes while you're there. But you walk into your own private room, there's a shower there for you in every room. You shower in unscented everything, wash your hair, they don't want any of that oils or anything in the float tank. You get in it and then you get out and they've got lovely peppermint spa, body washes and, and, and conditioners for your hair, towels, robes, everything you need, including the earplugs, right down to, like there's just nothing that you need when you go there. It was great. I just, I just have to, as you can tell, I really can't say quite enough about it. But I just, I want to stress before I go into some of the stuff in Dr. Axe's um, article here, the importance of controlling cortisol in your life. Cortisol will give you a heart attack. It will cause insomnia. It will cause memory loss. I can't even begin to tell you the damage this flight or fight adrenaline that runs through our bodies constantly, which is only supposed to be there during times of survival, is costing us in health. It's, it's huge. I have to say. And I've got to say today, I'm really having very little, very little pain, uh, which is wonderful because usually I'm dealing with a lot of pain with my right hip and, and knee and leg. And I'm sitting here doing work today and uh, just I just had to. I just had to l finally read Dr. Axe's article and talk to you guys about this. So, stress. You will probably find, if you can get your levels under control through diet, maybe a float tank, just however it might work for you. Maybe biofeedback is, is all you need, but I have been using other modalities and was still finding they just quite weren't enough. And I think it boils down a lot to the fact that I just do have a lot of mind chatter and uh, I'm struggling a little bit with having a lot of clients again. I used to thrive on that in my 20s and 30s, I really did. But I'm finding now that multitasking does not work well with my illness or my personality any longer. I like to focus on, on a project. I'm very project oriented. And having people at me with demands, they don't even mean to, and they're my clients. They have every right to demand from me. I was just really getting overwhelmed. And I, okay, you know what? I'll make you laugh. I'll throw my husband right under the bus. He set it off. <laughs> I was in this state already. So my husband phones me Wednesday morning to say, Hey, now I was excited to Wednesday because I'd had a good night's sleep and I was up at seven. So I was kind of ready to go early in my day, earlier than normal. And Gooberhead phones me and says that he wants me to get on air miles and order him his sound bar because you know what? I'm in this hotel room, honey, and I can hear every word the people are saying on the TV. But when I'm at home, our sound system, it's just the, the verbiage is just really muddled. And he does have hearing loss from, from a multiple concussions, unfortunately. And, um, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Now, he hasn't done the research I asked him to do. He hasn't decided what brand he wants. He's just like, we need to get on this. Can you order this? And while you're at it, order this as well. Well, now I spend 90 minutes researching. I'm on Consumer Reports. I buy him a membership. I start comparing sound bars. I go to Air Miles. They don't have this Yamaha sound bar that we were recommended to before Christmas any longer. And now I'm mad at him. It's like, what am I, your freaking personal secretary? Like, I am working here. I swear he doesn't think I actually work for a living. But, uh... I am not your personal secretary while you're off on one of your business trips to phone and say, hey, can you get this for me? So he picked me off like nobody's business. And unfortunately, that riled me up enough, got me elevated enough with my heart rate and my adrenaline that I went into that mode. It was just it was just the tipping tipping point of the 
of the um, battle. But unfortunately, yeah, throwing him right under the bus for that one. So I was pretty mad at him. So I spent the rest of the day now blowing this way out of proportion. He's an idiot and I'm mad at him and how dare he. And by the evening, I'm just, he's always watching television. I am on to every bad habit he's ever had, forgetting how much I love the man and, uh, and making this stuff all up on my head. I am just blowing it way out of proportion. Okay, so that's how this kind of all got started. So now we're Friday and there's that wonderful man, you know, sending me short texts. Did it help? Because <laughs> I think he's afraid to come home or what he might come home to. And I'm like, feeling like a million bucks. Whew, I could just see him going, oh, thank God, <laughs> in Victoria while he's getting on the ferry going, okay, I'm not going home to a crazy woman. All right, so enough about that, enough about me. I hope you are taking my story and relating it to your life. This isn't about my life. This is about helping you not have regret in your life and finding answers for your situations. So a deprivation tank, if you do not know what I'm talking about, these are tanks that are like large oversized coffins. They are black, uh, so you're light deprived. They have something like a thousand pounds of Epsom salts in them. So you literally float on top of the water. Your whole body isn't even in the water. You're only in about a foot of water and you're literally floating on it. It's body temperature. And no, you do not leave all pruned and dried out. Actually, you feel amazingly silky. And even your hair is wonderful. Like I thought, oh, all this salt, my poor hair. Nope. And I have, um, I streak my hair blonde because I'm going gray. And nothing discolored, nothing was dry and brittle. And my girlfriend's been going, same thing. She has very similar style of hair function she does. And she's had no issues. Uh, you just have to remember to wear the earplugs well so that you don't get an earache and really, really shower afterwards. Because, I mean, you are you can touch your cheeks in there and when it dries, you touch yourself again and you're all crusty. Like, we're talking a lot of Epsom salts. So these things are these huge tanks. You crawl into them, close the door, and there is ventilation. You definitely don't feel like you do. Like, I get a little claustrophobic sometimes in my infrared sauna. When I start sweating and it gets very warm in there, I have to open the door a couple times in my 30-minute session to get some fresh air. I start to feel a little overwhelmed and closed in. Never felt that once in this, okay? You know, there was the air was clear and there was fresh air exchange. Air was warm, same temperature as the water. Um... Actually, it couldn't have been that warm. Otherwise, I would have had trouble breathing. Anyways, uh, so, and and you just, yeah, you just lay there for however long, 45 minutes to two hours. Excuse me. <clears throat> so everything's all about the sensory experience. Now, again, like I say, I have a lot of mind chatter. So the Epsom salts are in there with the magnesium sulfates, and that allows you to completely float. And it's really almost, I, I guess it would be the next best thing to literally being in space. Because I have uh, swam in the Mediterranean Sea, and that is just hysterical, by the way, if you've never done that. Or if you've never done a float tank, salty water, or, or like, you know, the Black Sea or the Dead Sea or anything like that, it is amazing. Just, you can literally almost sit there talking to your husband in the water, bobbing with no effort. Like, the salt just holds you up. It's a fantastic feeling. I will never forget that. And that was one of the, he just loved that when we were in, in Crete years ago. So I'm kind of hoping he might do this and, and find it kind of the same sort of uh, issue. The, so we're looking at lowering cortisol levels and lowering your blood pressure, promoting positive feelings of well-being. So studies are showing that, that these have been around since 1950, guys. This isn't something new, but it's sort of just gaining momentum and a little becoming a little more mainstream. And I think really it's just boiling down to because our lives are just so off the charts all the time. We, they're finding that the feedback from people and what they're discovering is people have a, a better sense of mindfulness, decreased stress, 
and uh, and a lot less pain. In fact, Dr. Axe in his, if you go on to draxe.com and just do float tank, his article will come up and they talk about fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and something called BDS. Uh, what does that stand for? Bodily distress syndrome. I don't know what that is, to be perfectly honest. Um, but it's all to do with pain and negative psychological feelings, things like that in these kind of work the other direction. So everything in them, everything about doing this particular modality is about relaxation to stop the fight or flight, to increase serotonin levels, to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Sorry. Parasympathetic nervous system. And that is something, unfortunately, that we are not activating enough in our life. Okay, so that's when when we're activating our sympathetic nervous system we're always in that stress situation, but we want to be more in a parasympathetic situation. And that's why vacation and walking in the woods and meditation are also beneficial. They're just not woo-woo things that people are doing. You are literally changing the chemical composition of your body, brain, uh, and such so that you are better able to cope with your life and the situations around you. Okay. So this is kind of basically just general chemistry. It's just science. We just haven't ever looked at it that way. We've always kind of looked at it woo-woo, but this truly is just scientific. It's all just about hormones and chemical reaction, people. It's really, I always like, it's really not rocket science, but if it's new to you, that might be kind of a tough thing. And uh, some people really struggle. For instance, I struggle with meditation. Even though I've been a prayer warrior since I was a kid because I grew up in the church, and praying for me is just having a conversation. I still struggle with meditation because of the la 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 going on in my head all the freaking time, including sleep. So some of these uh, deprivation tanks, people are saying that they are kind of similar to doing a guided meditation. Now, like I say, you can do them, in, go in there with no sound at all, but I really do my levels. I truly feel uh, lighter and brighter when I have that music playing that that works on the serotonin levels in the brain. Really, really, really true. So all of this is about becoming peaceful and allowing stress to melt away. So you've got to go in there and just think this two hours, because you're going to be, it's, you know, there for two hours, 90 minutes soak, you know, bathing, dressing, blah, 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 two hour commitment. Evenings are wonderful, according to my girlfriend, but I, I'm going to let you know about that next week because I was so pumped. The thought of sleeping was like, I knew I was going to crash later because that's how I always am when I get like that. I was almost manic. I was so happy. I thought I'm going to crash. I couldn't imagine doing that right before bed, but maybe we'll have to see what happens. Personally, I walked out of there just energized beyond words. Even though I was calm, I was energized. All right, so let's go into his article here and I just want to go over a couple of things. Uh, Who do float tanks work for? Anybody with mood-related disorders, symptoms of depression or anxiety. People with addictions. And any symptoms of withdrawal, because unfortunately, when you're going withdrawal from anything, whether it's alcohol or drugs, prescription or otherwise, your body, unfortunately, is still is in that sympathetic nervous system again. You are in that, you're in a heightened sense of stress again, because the body's like, I need something and it can't have it, okay? So these types of things, again, will help lower those cortisol levels that get elevated during times like that. People with headaches, low immune function. If you're just burned out and you're always taking sick days at work, I'd seriously consider doing a float. Chronic fatigue, people with low energy, jet lag. Great for people with jet lag. You have to remember too that there's 
there's also a chemical reaction going on with the uh, magnesium sulfate. Okay, that absorbing into the, like I use that in my bath daily, every, you know, morning or night, depending on how often I, I uh, bathe, because my hot tub's broken right now, unfortunately. And absorbing magnesium like that really helps with my leg cramps and, and that sort of pain. Excuse me. Chronic pain and muscle tension, because they're always linked to high stress levels, and difficulty sleeping and insomnia. So if you have any of those issues, really, really think about taking a, a, a session in a, in a float tank. So top sensory deprivation tank benefits. I'm t literally talking to you guys reading right off Dr. Axe's website right now, okay? More mindfulness and reduced stress, reduced anxiety and depression, improved energy and work productivity. I used to do a lot of coaching before I started this podcast on um, diet and such for executives because I truly believe you cannot function at your best in your business if you are not functioning the best you can in your physical and mental body, okay? They, these things go hand in hand. Otherwise, you eventually will burn out and crash. Less pain, helping overcome addictions. These are just sort of a little bit building on the, the points I made earlier. Um, and people with the helping overcome addictions, they talk. he talks in here about smoking and overeating, alcohol, drug misuse, that sort of thing. So precautions regarding sensory deprivation tanks. Um, none that they talk about, but depending on your personality, you might f uh, feel isolated. And so again, that's it, it may not just be claustrophobia. You might have a sense of anxiety feeling that you're all alone. Well, see, for me, that's like juicing me. Oh my God, I just felt amazing because I was all alone and no one was making a demand on me. But there's people, you may have a very different personality from me and feeling isolated like that might actually increase your stress level. So just be aware. I know I talk about being aware so often, but you need to be aware. And final thoughts on sensory deprivation, according to him, is, um, does he have anything to say here? Nope. It's very unlikely to cause negative side effects. However, if you feel anxious and in enclosed dark spaces, it may not be for you. That's really all he has to say. And that's really all I have to say. That was my experience with float tanks. I'm definitely going to do it again. I just wanted to share that with you. I hope uh, there's something you picked out of here today. And I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.